there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. We sounding okay? I hope so. We haven't been in the pod dormer in a hot second. I'm afraid I'm just going to hit the table the whole time. I am going to hit the table the whole time, and I'm going to set my teacup down very aggressively. You're going to sip your tea into the mic as well? Yep. I'm going to be like... Like I do. Yeah. And we are video recording this since we now have the aesthetically pleasing pod dormer the sound reduction materials up yes um no longer blankets the blanket fort i like the blanket fort but i mean it you know brought back childhood memories but at some point you gotta grow up i guess that's what they say but yeah i'm unconvinced yeah. i remain unconvinced that you actually have to grow up yeah okay so, do we have any business that we need to talk about? Do we? My sister sent us those badass tumblers. Oh my gosh, yeah. Loved, that was like the coolest. The You're Doing Fine Oklahoma tumblers. Oh they were the coolest, one of the coolest gifts I've ever gotten. And it was personalized just for our podcast. And yeah, it was the best. Yeah. I showed everyone I work with. Yeah. <laughs> I did. So, I love it. It's my, I take it to work every day. It's my softball tumbler now. Nice. So, when we go to, you know, I, I start playing adult softball again on Sunday. Yes, you do. God help us all. Um, Let's just have prayer hand emoji for no uh, injuries. Let's do. This That'd season. be great. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to take it to my adult softball league and I take it to Bebe's softball um practices and stuff like that has anybody like asked you about it um most of my softball mom pals listen what yes that's awesome because it turns out i surround myself with people that love true crime without even knowing it like like like-minded individuals yeah like you they you just flock to each other yeah that's what we were talking about the other day like these people flock towards each other yeah like, one of my favorite um, softball moms that is also uh, my Botox injector. Mm. Um, she's originally from Boy City. Okay. So, like, way out there. Uh-huh. And she keeps sending me all of these batshit Boy City murders. I love it. So, at some point, I'm going to compile some stuff on Boy City. Because I wouldn't think Boy City would be... That's Black Mesa, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think. Because there's like... But it's pretty murdery out there, apparently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Please do. Please do one of those murders. Yes. Yes. That'd be great. I loved it. I love those tumblers. And one of Travis's co-workers just recently started listening. Nice. So, hi, Kim. Nice. (laughs) Welcome to our 13 listener club. (laughs) 
Yeah, she's we have- number 14. What? <laughs> We're getting so many listeners. She's number 14. One of these days we might break 20. Okay, listen, let's not get crazy. Why? We're just here for fun. I know, but... Let's not get too big. I want to share the fun with at least 20 people. Let's not get too big too fast. Come on, I just want to share. (laughs) Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. So share this podcast with your friends and family. Please, for the love of all that's holy. Please. Help a girl out. Help us help you. That would be great. Okay. Okay. No more business? Not that I know of. I didn't write anything down so oh no Uh uh-uh sorry wrong i did have business it's actually on my phone that's recording us right now but (laughs) there was an article so i follow tulsa police department on facebook there was an article that a (laughs) 73 year old woman called the cops because her husband wasn't breathing god i wish i had that damn it um Cops arrive, find him unconscious in a chair, okay, in a, like, recliner mm-hmm. chair. That's also where I like to become unconscious mm-hmm. just about every day. Uh-huh. Um, notice he has gunshot wounds that were obviously not self-inflicted. He still had a pulse. Okay. Okay. So she was like, I don't know. He just wasn't breathing. And so... <laughs> They finally get her to talk, and she got mad at him and shot him in the back of the head (gasps) with a thirty-eight. And then, while he was asleep in bed, it woke him up, obviously. It didn't kill him. He got out of the bed and wrestled her with for the gun. Uh Uh-huh. Which ended up shooting him then in the hand to where he stumbled and fell into the recliner. And she was just like, I don't know. She was like, I don't know. When they were hauling him away, he goes, the bitch finally did it. <laughs> like, all of this is on the Tulsa Police Department Facebook. I So he's been expecting this for a while. Uh, pretty sure. Pretty sure. I can't remember the exact reason she did it. And it's killing me. Was it something trivial like he threw out my knitting needle or something like that? Yes, it was something like so pointless. And they were like, yeah, she's like, she confessed. And they go, ma'am, did you do, did you do any life saving? Um, you know, any, what's the term they use? Like life saving measures? Yeah, life saving measures. And she was like, I put a blanket on him. I I just need people to follow the Tulsa Police Department because it's when, like, they were like, this is, hasn't gone to trial yet. She has been booked. She's not been found guilty yet, but they, like, put it on their Facebook page. I didn't want to laugh about it, but when he said that bitch has finally done it, I lost it. I was like, oh, my God. And for him to get up after being shot in the back of the head. Yeah, but it's a 38. It's real small. But still, Shan. Yeah. The back. Anyways. No, I, I'm into this. Please forward this to me when you get your I, back. Oh my god. Because I'm interested in all of this. I I just love it. I love it since 
It's on the Tulsa Facebook page. I feel like I could share it on this, too. Don't remember the people's names, so that's a, you know, that's oh, a plus. Yeah, but for sure. Oh, my God. What the fuck, Oklahoma? I don't know. Jesus. So Jesus. they've obviously been married for a long time, and she finally got sick of his shit. Um, yeah. Or, ah, uh, who knows? But she was in her 70s. Wow. I know. Well, good for... I, uh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, when she said she put a blanket on him, because she thought he might be cold, probably. and Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he's bleeding. Mm-hmm. He's bleeding from the head. Uh, he's got a gunshot wound. That blanket's not gonna... Mm. Okay. All right. You know what? Mm-mm. She tried. Um. Also... <laughs> Worst roommate ever on Netflix. Have you watched it? No. You have to watch it. Okay. The first episode is, I think, the worst of all the episodes. And it will suck you in and you will want to binge the whole series off of just one episode. Okay. I'm interested. Oh, it's so good. Have you watched Miracle Workers? No. With Daniel Ratcliffe? No. <clears throat> I, my sister told me to start watching it and Travis and I started watching it together and now I can't see God as anyone but Steve Buscemi, 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 Steve Buscemi. Uh-huh. Um, it is hilarious. It's no longer, what's his pickle? You don't see God as, um, what's his name from Evan Almighty and Bruce Almighty? Oh, no. No, mm-hmm. no longer. It's just. Now it's Steve Buscemi. I love that. It's really funny. It's way way more funny than it should be. Um. Anywho, okay. All right. Let's do true crime. Okay. Shall let's we? Do this. Yep. Okay. Lean back, relax. Um, got my tea. Got all the things. I'm gonna go ahead and do a trigger warning because this one's about kids. Oh. Okay. Like, multiple kids. Oh goodness. Okay. Yeah. And it's also from Lawton. Okay. Because. Lawton, I feel like you haven't been doing fine for a while now. And mm, I worry about you. Yeah. Lawton, if you need help, blink twice. Please. Because. We're here for you. Crazy shit just happens in Lawton. And I don't know why. I'm not saying, like, Oklahoma as a whole doesn't have any crime, because we obviously do. But Lawton has a lot of weird shit happen. And this is one of the weirdest. So. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we are going to talk about the Carpitcher twins and Nima Louise Carter. Okay. Okay. So just stay with me. So there's twins involved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not like it should be any different from others, but. I know. Yeah. Two kids, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. So, April 8th, 1976. Mm. We were both but a twinkle in our mother's eyes. Yes. Okay. And um, the Carpitcher twins, Augustine, who went by Tina, and Mary, were like three and a half years old. 
Okay. And basically from birth, they are living in a home with their grandmother and their aunt. Okay. All right. So grandma's raising the twins. Aunt helps. Um, so on April 8th, 1976, they're hanging out at their grandmother's home, just kind of playing, like watching TV, etc. Okay. Got it. Their babysitter comes up to the front door where the girls are like sitting in the living room watching TV. And she unlatches the door and walks in and says, hey, come with me. So the little twin girls are like, okay, this is our friend, our babysitter, right? What? Yeah. So the babysitter leads them to an abandoned house and places them both inside an old refrigerator. Oh, my God. I think I know this story. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, telling them that their aunt Thomasina, who they live with, would be along soon, get them out and take them for ice cream. Okay. So she's just like, stay in there. It'll be fine. Stay in there. No. And latches the refrigerator. Cause you know, it's those old refrigerators that have the, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? You have to pull on the thing. Um, (laughs) It's not just like they are now where they just seal right. on their own. They like, oh my yeah. God. So she latches them in this refrigerator in this abandoned house. And for two days, people are looking for these kids. Oh, okay. For two days, people are looking for these little girls. So on April 10th, 1976, Two children are playing in the abandoned house and hear a noise coming from the, from the refrigerator. So they unlatch the door and Tina Carpenter jumps out of this refrigerator, like leaps out of it. Oh no. Her sister Mary was dead. Oh no. Suffocated in the refrigerator. Okay. Tina had survived by breathing air that was coming in a teeny tiny hole that was around a um, one of the hinges on the refrigerator. So for two days, this little girl is like getting oxygen through a pinhole, pinhole. basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the kids like get her out and they go run for help. Right. right? Police come, medical, everybody, and the police are asking Tina who did this. And she says, Jackie Boo, which is what those girls called their babysitter. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So they're trying to figure out who Jackie Boo is. And the grandmother is like, it's Jackie Robido, Robido or whatever. She's their babysitter and she's a friend of um Thomasina's. Okay. So later down the line, a woman would testify that she witnessed Jackie Robidoux pulling the two girls towards the house by the wrists 
and that they were trying to pull away from her. The witness later saw Jackie walking back down the street by herself and didn't do shit. Never called it in, never said shit. So when the girls went missing, never did what shit. did she do? Never did shit. Not a damn thing. So that's convenient for her to say, oh, yeah, I did see that. She uh-huh. did probably see Jack. Yeah. So. Oh, my Lord. Anyway. Okay. Um, so the police pull in Jackie Robidoux and they interview her and everything like that. They never charge her. What? Yeah. They're just like, mm. yeah. <clears throat> so, did did they not have enough to charge her? Apparently not. Apparently, they didn't think they did because the child was too young. I have no idea. I really don't. Mm. I really don't. I think it was also because Jackie was probably minor herself. And they were just kind of like, uh, maybe something went sideways and it wasn't like intentional. And like, I think they thought she's, she was maybe a little, um, mentally handicapped or a little bit slow because she did not have like normal emotional reactions to things. She was very like flat affect, um, never made eye contact with people like very quiet. Yeah. So, I don't know if they thought she was maybe, um, like, mentally handicapped Mm -hmm. or something like that. And they were just kind of like, maybe it was an accident. Because they can't, this three and a half year old isn't telling them, you know, like, full pieces of information, right? Right. So, they don't charge her with anything. She is free to be out in the world in the town of Lawton living her life. Oh my goodness. Um, and at some point she is hired by George and Rose Carter to babysit their baby, Nima Louise. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some interviews with George Carter over the years. And in one of them, he was like, during that time we were, you know, we were young. We liked to party a little bit. And so my wife and I would go out and go to the bar, go to a friend's house or whatever. And we would get a babysitter for, for the baby. Um, so October 31st, 1977. So Halloween, George and Rose Carter put their 19 month old baby down in her crib And they're shutting the door and she just starts wailing. She's crying. So it's from every account that was pretty normal for her. She was, they were letting her learn how to cry it out. Soothe herself. Right. Right. Um, And typically she would just cry it out and settle down. And that's what happened. Eventually it just stopped. Okay. Oh no. Okay. So they went to the went to bed for the night and didn't hear a peep out of her all night long. Okay. So when Rose gets up to get the baby up in the morning, she's nowhere to be found. And of course she's a toddler, so they were like, "Oh, maybe she 
like escaped from her crib or something like that. And right. so she's asking George, who's like shaving at the time. And she's like, is the baby in there with you? And he's like, of course she's not. What are you talking about? And yeah. so then they start like really getting concerned and start looking through cupboards and um, like full on panic. Right. Yeah. And they're not seeing any windows or doors that have been um, unlocked. Everything is locked from the inside. Yeah. It's um, very like, what? Um, uh-huh. So, um, they contacted the police, uh, filed a missing report, you know, and when the police come, they also notice no signs of forced entry. All of the windows are locked on the inside. The doors they that George um, uh, and Rose said were locked from the inside all night, you know, and weren't ajar or anything like that. So there's a missing baby, and it is, like, huge, huge news in Lawton. Right. Okay. Especially after they have already had one. Yeah, and it kind of seems like um, this is just what I took from it, and I could be way fucking off base here, but um, it sort of seems like the whole Carpenter twins ordeal um, was maybe not huge news. I think it was kind of like a wrong side of the tracks type of a thing. Oh. And they weren't... It wasn't as well publicized. No. Yeah. That's just what I'm getting from 1970s news stuff, mm, got right? Got you. Got you. Okay. Um, so, immediately, like, immediately, the cops were like, George and Rose Carter are guilty. What? Yeah. Immediately. I mean, well... It makes it, sense. It does, because if there's no forced entry, there's yep. no sign of anyone locking anything from, yeah. Yeah. So they went through, like, all these interrogations, mm-hmm. all these interviews, and then they get to the point of doing polygraphs, and they give both of them polygraph exams, and they both pass. Yeah. So they're like, oh, okay, not guilty. Okay? Got it. So then they start... um kind of gathering more information. So they find out in like a month previous to this abduction, um, the Carter's dog is poisoned and killed in their yard. What? Yeah. And someone um, graffitis their home. Wow. Yeah. So... Like, weird shit happening at their house. So, they had some enemies. Or so it seemed. That's what they thought. But then the Carters were like, we don't... Like, we get along with everybody. We get along with our neighbors. We, like, have a big friend circle. And we don't have any enemies that we know of. You know, and who would steal a baby? Right. You know, if you're pissed off at me, why would you steal my baby? Right. So, crazier things have happened, though. Yeah, they're kind of looking into like everyone that's around the Carters and everyone that's in their circle or whatever. And then they finally get to like, well, we have this babysitter that we use sometimes, Jackie Robidoux. 
right? Mm-hmm. And after they say that, the police officer is like, wait, this rings a bell. Oh, Lord. It's only a year. Yeah, it's a like year a later. Year difference. Mm-hmm. Maybe a year and a half. Wait, this rings a bell. Hang on. And so they bring her in. She's like, I, you know, she's like not answering questions and not looking at them in the eye and just kind of like acting weird. So almost um, four weeks, like almost a month into the investigation. Um, and they've like interviewed Jackie and yada, yada, yada. Um, there is a discovery. Okay. Okay. About four blocks from the Carter's house, the body of Nima Louise Carter is found. She is found in an abandoned home inside a closed refrigerator. No way. Yeah. So then they're like, wait a minute. This matches. Hey, now. Didn't this happen last year? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, initially, like, some little boys playing in the abandoned home opened the refrigerator and the body fell out. And the boys were, like, took a hard fuck this and ran away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then later, a random Fort Sill soldier was wandering around inside the house (laughs) and found the body and reported it. Uh So, I'm gonna, like... I have a lot of questions, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> Just by himself, or was a girl with him? I or? see. Those are questions that I have. Mm-hmm. Those are a lot of questions. Yeah. Um. So they're interviewing Jackie again, and she's just kind of like, um, you know, flat affect, not responding really at all. She's playing a good part. In, well... When you're like, hey, some a small child that you babysit mm-hmm. was found murdered, basically, and got kidnapped. Normal people would be like, whoa, what the, f-? like, yeah, yeah, I am shocked. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. this chick was just kind of like, eh, interesting, you know, like, no. Like, nothing. No response whatsoever. So... Um, everybody kind of described her as, like, quiet and awkward and no emotion and everything like that. And, like, every time the cops are interviewing her about kids that are dying in refrigerators, Mm -hmm. she's just kind of, like, you know, no, nothing. How old was this chick? I think she was, like, late teens at this point. Okay. Um, because this is 77. They do not indict her until like 83, 82, 83. What? Yeah. And then they only indict her for the kidnapping and murder of the carpenter. What? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh. When you have the same scenario of death and the one person that ties those two families together. Right. That 
more than likely she committed both of those crimes. Well, that's it's, why I'm like, what? It's a pattern. Is happening. What? what? Yeah. So they never charge her for Nima Louise Carter. Nima Louise Carter is still considered an unsolved homicide. What? Mm-hmm. And um, during her trial, it was very like um, it was very like. She's just awkward and quiet. We can't imagine that she would ever do something like this. You know what I mean? Um, but then the girl, the lady that testified later mm-hmm. was one of a few people that were like, well, maybe she was a little bit evil. I'm not, you know. A little bit evil? <laughs> it's... It was so bananas, and there's just not much about it. Yeah. Um, But she was tried, and she was sentenced to, I think, life in prison, and she died in 2005. Oh, wow. And never would admit to any of it. Hmm. Never admitted to any of it. And, like, to this day, George Carter is like, I don't think she's the one that abducted our baby. What? So they're like, who the fuck would it be? Right. Because, I mean, it may have been more well-known than I'm getting from the news in Lawton at the time. Uh But the Carpenter Twins thing, I mean, the little girl identified the babysitter as the one who put her in the refrigerator. Right. Like, that's what... And that's what she testified to in 83, when she was 10 years old. She was like, yep, just like I told you in 76, that's the chick that took us from our grandma's house and put us in the fucking refrigerator. She's sitting right there in the courtroom. And she... Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um... Because she's still out and about, you know. Um, But they investigated her in 76 and just didn't charge her at all. I I would like to know what finally made them like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should bring up charges against her. Same. And I don't have that information because it's, it's basically like... I'm going to be really, um, like, high level here. But when you look up a timeline of, like, the Carpenter twins into Nima Louise Carter and then Jackie Rubidoux getting tried. Yeah. It's basically, like, one news story that uh, the Carpenter girls were found because it wasn't even, like, two kids missing can't find them don't know where they're at right it's like oh these two kids are found in a refrigerator one of them's dead one of them's still alive oh my gosh and then it skips to like nima louise carter uh missing and that was a huge deal in lawton it was a big deal i don't know what the difference was over a year right but it was a huge deal in lawton right um and there were at least a few articles about the missing baby and police suspect the parents and 
yada, yada, yada. And then the baby's found by a Fort Sill soldier. And then nothing until Jackie Rubidoux is indicted in like 82 and then tried in 83. So, and she's only indicted for the carpenter thing. She's not ever, I guess it don't ever even talk about Nima Louise Carter. Wow. I mean, I guess it does kind of make sense since they did have the, um, the one, the little girl that was able to be like, yep. Oh, yes. Yeah. Please take my word for it now. Yeah. So they were able to get her on that. And, oh my God. That, it's that just blows my mind. It's insane. And I don't know. I just don't know how to make, um, how to make peace with the fact that the Carter's home was completely locked up doors and windows from the inside. Right. How did someone get the baby? Right. Because it's the end of October. It's too cold to have your windows open at night anyway. Yeah, yeah. Here. So I'm just kind of like, because they theorized that maybe she hid in like the wardrobe closet and then waited for them to walk out of the room. And that's when they heard the baby start crying is when she like emerged from the wardrobe closet. Mm, you know? Yeah. yeah, I was hiding. Um. And also, if you're a babysitter at that home, you know that there's a dog. So if you're already thinking and planning this whole thing, yeah, you know you have to get rid of the dog. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. It, it's just, it's crazy. And George and Rose Carter have never gotten resolution. They got their baby's body back essentially but um they don't believe that jackie rubidoux is the person that kidnapped their baby who okay but i'm like who else would it be who else would know your home and like it's just the coincidence is too it's too many coincidences too many because Yeah, like I said earlier, you had the same babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um, both, all the children were found in refrigerators, mm-hmm. like in abandoned houses. Yeah, some kind of just like how do you, how do you reconcile that it wasn't the same person? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm wondering is like, mm-hmm. what does he know that, you know, obviously the public doesn't have that information, but right, is it just a gut feeling of his or? I don't know. Yeah, but Nima Louise Carter still a unsolved homicide. That's bananas in Oklahoma. That's crazy. Yeah, and every once in a while, like the Lawton Police Department and the OSBI will both run, um, like social media campaigns mm-hmm. about her death and be like, if anybody has information, and I'm like, well, it- <laughs> you had all the information. I mean, literally. Maybe if you tell us why it's not Jackie Rubidoux, maybe we can move on to better yeah. options. But, yeah. like, tell me why you didn't indict her on that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Was she accounted for it the whole night? Like, that's impossible. Yeah. Um. 
I, I would like to know, like, how you came to the conclusion that it wasn't her at all. Yeah. I have a lot of questions. So many it. questions. A lot of questions. But, um, yeah. So, but she was tried and convicted, and she died in prison. Um, never. Never confessing. Never admitted to any of it. That's so crazy. I remember, I can't remember what I heard it from, but I was like, what? She put them in a, a refrigerator. I think it was on an old episode of Unsolved Mysteries. It probably was. It probably was. We're going to have to Google that. Yeah. I just really feel like it was on an old episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Yep. Because it was that vibe. Yep. Because I remember it too. But I remember hearing about the Carpenter twins. I don't, I don't remember hearing about Nima Louise Carter. I remember hearing about all of them, but in the sense that they were talking about Nima Louise and then it was like, and just a year prior, two other children were yeah. um, found in a refrigerator. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it's bananas. It doesn't. And there's just like, you know, there, there's a, t- a lot of missing people in Oklahoma. A yeah. lot. Yeah. But kids under the age of four, five, six, mm-hmm. there's only like um, two or three. And one is that little girl that went missing after the Woodward tornado. And that was? In like 46 or some. A long time yeah, ago. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a way long time ago. And then one of them is the little boy that, the baby boy from Buffalo that was supposedly kidnapped. Yep. And then... There's just not very many more, but Nima Louise Carter and the Carpenter twins are like so close together and there's not a lot of unsolved homicides or missing little kids, little kids. in Oklahoma. And this is outstanding. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, I feel, happened? I feel like some mistakes were made on the, in the investigation or something that had to have been. Yeah. Like, <sighs> That's just, there's too many similarities in both for it to not be the same person. Yeah. But this is why I'm not an investigator. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. There's got to be something. I'm sure there's something that they know that. Yeah. As to why. But anyway, that was this whole debacle in Lawton. It's crazy. And it's still an unsolved homicide. So if you know anything about the murder of Nima Louise Carter in 1977. Yeah. And I really like that name, Nima Louise. I know. It's precious. I've seen a couple pictures of her and she was a really cute baby. Oh, Yeah. It's really sad. Poor babies. I know. Anyway. Okay. That's, that's that. I like, that was a good story, Shan. Thanks for sharing. And kids stories are hard, but also like. Especially kid stories when there's no closure and you're like, it's so obvious like this one to us. I yeah. mean, but it not was the people investigating it, but to us it's like. But for at least uh, a week or two, it was so obvious to Lawton Police Department that um, her parents had murdered her and yeah. done away with the body. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if they would have never found out about Jackie Rubidoux being connected to them, they, I mean... Let's be honest, the Carters probably would have went down on some murder charges. Yeah, they would have. 
So. Yeah, if her body would have never been found, they probably would have too. Yeah. But so. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That was that was uh that was rough, Shan. It was super rough. But presented it well though. Bravo. <sighs> Thanks, Shy. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at you're doing fine. Okay. Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore. Okay. Underscore pod.